Hi, welcome to Conversations with Sammy. I am your host, and I'm so glad you're here. I believe in the miraculous impact of a powerful storytelling. And right here is where I invite everyday people like you and I to share their real, raw, and unedited journeys. In our conversations, we express our feelings, we celebrate our struggles, we share our visions, and together we aim to live a more fulfilling life. In this conversation, I speak with Chris O'Brien. Chris is one passionate man to living a life of truth, sovereignty, and alignment. He shares his journey of physical and spiritual awakening that began with drinking Kangen water. We talk about the importance of hydration, the power of our words, brain health, cellular health, nutrition, energy, manifestation of our own awakening, and so much more. Enjoy. Hi, okay. Chris. There we go. We are here. We did it. Can you hear me loud and clear? Loud and clear. Yes. Perfect. Third okay. time. Yes. Right on. Well, Sammy, it's a pleasure. Pleasure, oh pleasure. Gosh. So pleasure. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're again, um, are we recording we live or I yeah. Just, where are you? <laughs> I don't know how this works. I've never done Anchor before, so this is great. I'm is just this, curious to where where you live or where you're check where you're we're doing this from for you. Yes, yes, Chris. This is this is real raw and edited. I barely edit anything out of my um, episodes. Oh, that's so great. In case there is a technical difficulty, which might happen, hopefully not. So I am in Chicago. Beautiful. And, uh, this is where I live. I love yeah. it. Right on. Yeah. Never been to Chicago. Have friends. I think family in Ohio, but it's it's definitely a place on my on my to do list. So I'm excited. Maybe we'll connect eventually. Really cool. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. love that. It is beautiful. We had a snowstorm for about over 24 hours this weekend, and it looks wow. It looks purified and <laughs> spectacular. I love I love the snow. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. Oh my God. I, I'm so excited. I have butterflies, Chris. I thank you for, for making the time to be here today for this conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love when uh, people reach out and I've done so many podcasts now in the last few months and I'll be launching one myself when that time aligns. It's just, it's great when people ask and you get to share your story, your lens, and not only for, for our conversation, but for those listening that they can hear it and just see life maybe through an alternate perspective that can connect some dots and help them. Like I always talk about come out better. So I'm all for these. I think they're great. And I think you're able to do a great job of orchestrating it and putting it out there for people. I love how it's unedited and raw and real. And that's, that's life. That's life in itself. So thank you again for reaching out and having me on. Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of surreal to like hear your voice in my ear because the only time I hear you is through your live videos and and through your stories. And, you know, you have been my influencer, one of, one of the few that I really follow Mm -hmm. daily and I appreciate you so much. So it's really an honor to, Mm -hmm. to talk to in person right now. That's amazing. Receive fully, receive fully. (laughs) Sweet, sweet. Okay. Um, Where do I begin? Well, I want to, um, well, I usually introduce my guests so quickly. Chris, I started following you, I don't know how many months ago, but I remember when I started watching your 
stuff on Instagram. You just have moved to Arizona and you were walking through your house showing the unpacked boxes. So that's when I begun, which is pretty recent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're in uh, we're in Vista, San Diego. So we were just in uh, Sedona for actually a gathering about a week ago. Um, oh. So all those, but all those boxes, yes, we're still in the process of moving into our new amazing space um, here in Vista, San Diego. I grew up in Orange County my whole life. Uh, so yeah, you've been recently, we've been just making some, uh, a zip code change, getting out of the bubble, so to speak, but we're very, very happy with where we're at for sure. Wow. Amazing. San Diego. Mm -hmm. Love it. Been there a few times. Yeah. And uh, I got to <laughs> say, I am so impressed and fascinated and, and just, um, I feel so happy seeing you where you are. And I'm thinking like you're moving fast. I think I'm moving fast. We're moving so fast. Like, and we're going to begin with your story, which um, you had this moment where, you know, you awakened in 2017. And I'm thinking the way you speak, the, the knowledge, what is happening or, or what is going through you, like the channel, you're just flowing. It's such a short amount of time for at least my brain to, to wrap around. And I'm like, oh, my God, he is. Wow, you're you're flying. This is amazing, and uh, I'm so grateful that you're doing what you're doing. This is huge. You're helping me so much. I, I'm sure. Many yeah. People, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I sometimes I I even look back and I go, where who am I at times? It's just a, like it's, it's a golden question we can all ask ourselves. You know, who am I? What am I here for? What is life? It's like those million dollar questions we ask almost daily, consciously, unconsciously sometimes, or we get reflected or reminded by it in our external reality. So for looking back, you know, in the last, gosh, what is it? Yeah, three, about three years, uh, really, since I had this awakening. I, it really started before that when I changed my water. And I'm such a huge advocate, of course, with water and what water has done for my life and my partner's life. And then just to go at the speed I've gone and really surrender. And yeah, I, I kind of sprint a little bit. I sprint through the finish line in a way. And sometimes people go a little bit more slow, a little bit more methodical. And I always say, whatever path, whatever timeline, whatever speed you're going at, um, that's your journey. You know, that's your hero's journey. That's your life journey that is so unique and beautiful that we all get to express it in 7 billion different ways and then come together and have different perspectives, have different realities, have different bits of awareness and pieces that together fit an amazing puzzle that we call life. And so it's been a journey. It's been challenging. It's been up and down and it's been the best thing to happen to me. And I've been able to say I manifested it and brought it in and called it in whether I knew it or not. And then I've given it to other people. You know, I, I want to give that back to other people and things that I've connected and shared as well, whether it's you, those that are listening to this, my social media, my business, my partners, my family, my community, um, plants, animals, they're all in it. They're all part of this with us. So it's, it's, okay. it's truly been a gift to be able to give back to so many people. Absolutely. Wow. I love it. And, um, you know, the way you speak, it's like so much has happened in, um, in your life so much, but, you know, I get the sense, like we're just getting started. Like I, I too have been <laughs> on my own journey for the last three and a half years. And I feel <laughs> every year is better. Every month is better. Every week, every day is just, I'm just getting started. Like the more work I do, I'm just, I don't know nothing. And I'm just getting started. That's how I feel. It's just so exciting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, Chris, um, water is definitely one of the topics I want to talk about today. So I am really curious. You said you change your water first and then things kind of took off from there. 
Well, let's start with that. When did you come across this water that you're drinking and uh, you're in the community now with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Growing up, long story short, what I tell people, I grew up as an athlete. So I grew up in a very, I guess, linear way of thinking where you just do, 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 you work hard, no days off put fuel in your body, even though we, I didn't really, really know what fuel meant <laughs> in terms of what I was putting in my system. And what happened was I actually went down to play professional basketball in Mexico. And I played down there when I was about 25, 26 years old, an amazing experience, learned a lot about the culture, learned about Spanish and the language and the food and the lifestyle. It's, it's wasn't far from me, but yet it was a whole different world in reality so to speak. So the thing is, though, my last month there, I actually was uh, diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and I got really sick. I had acid reflux. I was getting eczema on my groin and my elbows. I was uh, very anxious. I had a lot of inflammation. My nickname growing up in basketball was Ice Pack. I was always in the training room. I was always hurt and I was always putting my body through a lot of different things. And what had happened was, um, after my last month in Mexico, I come home and I was just looking for solutions. You know, I was looking for what, how is this, how am I going to change my health? I'm 26 years old, but I feel like I have the health of maybe someone who's a little bit in their 60s, 70s, or even 80s, so to speak. And all I knew at the time was medication. All I knew at the time was go get some antibiotics from the doctor and take whatever prescriptions they tell you to help your gut heal. I didn't know anything about colitis. I didn't know anything about the human body. And that was kind of my first wake up call of how much of I was unaware of something as simple as myself and how my body worked. And so that's when my partner, who now my partner, Jilly, goes by the water priestess. I've known her for 12 years and she came into my life um, at the time she's been in my life. And she's kind of been that floating piece of uh, just water information for me and a great anchor in my life. And she told me, you might want to try this water. And I had no idea what it was. I didn't know idea what it would do. And believe it or not, I said no. I said no, and I was sick, and I was resistant to it. And I pushed it away. I thought it was just, you know, fake uh, alkaline water. What the heck is that? Little did I know it was much more to it. And I tried all these other things, and I tried these medications, and I tried just to kind of tough it out. And it got worse and worse, and it got to a point where I couldn't even eat without getting acid indigestion or acid reflux, and it just wreaked havoc on my life. So anyway, long story short, I drank this water. I said, you know what? Bring me two gallons. What the heck? I'll give it a try. Never thought water could do anything except hydrate me. That's how limited I knew about water in itself. Fast forward, I start drinking this water. I start detoxing. I start passing things through my stomach that I'll spare you the details would scare the average person. I was going through all kinds of different detox symptoms, headaches and things like that. And I was just really pushing everything out of my body that's been in there for quite some time. So two months go by and all those things I just mentioned in the last three minutes or so, um, they all had disappeared. They pretty much disappeared. Colitis healed. Acid reflux became non-existent. My eczema cleared up. My skin was clearing up. My mood, my energy, my sleep. Like I, my second night drinking this water, I slept like 13 hours straight through five alarms. I slept so deep and I started waking up to the power of water. And next thing you know, I start researching. And this was before I had my spiritual experience. This was just like a physical wake up call with water. And the rest was kind of history because since that time, I haven't been sick in years. 
uh, hardly visit a doctor. I threw out all any kind of medication out of my cupboard. I've gotten away from any plastic, chlorine, pesticides on produce, chemical cleaners, chemical beauty products. I've just complete, complete flip. And it all is because of water. And that was my first wake up call um, to health, to how the body works, to detox, to just sustainability and more. And I feel like that water started watering this seed in me. I call it the, you know, the soul, our soul. We have this seed in our body, um, wherever that is of our soul. And over time, that water just started to nurture that seed. And then fast forward again, about a year later, two years later, I have my out-of-body experience, my, my spiritual awakening in itself, which is a, a whole new story in itself. So yeah, the water was the, the key piece of my, my journey and it's a part of it today. And I share it with hundreds and thousands of people worldwide. And it's been the greatest gift that I've ever received. Um, even the resistance I had to it. So very, very powerful experience in a nutshell. Absolutely. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> you know, last night I watched that video, the introduction about 15 minute where the guy was showing um, different bottled waters and just kind of pouring with the colors. It yeah. was, it was freaking mind blowing. And <laughs> I felt a lot of anger to be honest. So I'm going to ask yeah. you, Chris, totally. what the hell, what the hell are we drinking? Cause I, my next thing <laughs> is to start drinking that water. I'm like, I I'm so ready. Like what, yeah. what have you been sold for and still are for freaking millennia? Yeah, what is gosh, the water we're drinking? Million, million dollar question. There's first of all, there, there's so many, I think the confusion starts with so many different types of water. Mm -hmm. um, not, not that that's a confusing thing, but someone who has, uh, is unaware of what actually properties water holds, what water does in our system, whether it's the different pH the electromagnetic property of it, the structuring behind it, easy water, contaminated water, um, structured water, microclustered water, distilled water, RO water, like you, it's like it's almost like too much in a way. So I think the market in itself, obviously the whole market in this world, in this matrix world that we, we tend to, to shine light upon is a, all based on a problem, a reaction and a solution. So when you can create a problem, which a problem in itself is already a life God-given necessity for us to survive as water. And now you have it in scarcity, whether, you know, California, uh, worldwide, there's people dying of thirst and you have to walk 10 miles to get water. That should be the number one concern on everybody's plate. I, I get, you know, we don't have to talk about climate and all those things or poverty, but what about water? Because without it, we're not even here. And so you have a whole market, which is the water bottle industry. That's the biggest uh, industry in terms of beverages, it, it's outweighs alcohol, soda, coffee, uh, sports drinks combined. All of it is literally run by this water bottle industry. And yet in this water we drink, we base our beliefs on marketing. We base our beliefs on celebrities and commercials. We base our beliefs on advertisements and logos and labels. Um, something as simple as a Fiji water bottle. You know, you see the water bottle, you see the waterfall. And the first thing you think is, ooh, this must be fancy. This must be healthy. This must be tasty. And this looks so refreshing. Let me spend $5 for a bottle uh, of water. Now, you pause right there. And this is why I talk about zooming in. Now, the question is, what are you really drinking? What's in that bottle? Is the water structured? How long has it been sitting on a crate? What does BPA do? What are nanoplastics? How is that leaching into your system? Is there chlorine present? 
And did we know Fiji water has, you know, bottles that are full of arsenic that actually leach into our water? So those are questions I always like to bring up as far as being a conscious consumer. Someone being aware of what's in the product, what's in the water, what's in the service, what this company are doing. And you look at a company like Nestle, you know, they're bottling all kinds of things. You have Pepsi and, and, and uh, Coca-Cola, which are the biggest producers of Dasani and Aquafina. And in reality, there's been so many lawsuits that these water bottles are simply tap water recycled, or they'll take it from some sewage system, say it's filtered, but yet how do we know? And that's why water is so, so powerful and so secretive, but also so confusing and manipulative because we can't see it. You can't taste it. You can't smell it. You can't really feel it. You just have to believe what you're told to be true. And the things that we're told to be true about water are most likely from what I've seen over the last you know, three or four years are in fact the exact opposite or leading people completely away from the truth. And how do they do that? How do they cover up these truths? Well, what do they do? They go in and they create flavorings. They create carbonation. They create marketing. They Now all of a sudden they start sharing alkaline water or they start sharing uh, spring water. They do sports drinks. They do Gatorades. They do Powerades, which are full of dyes and colors. And these very colors, for example, are gonna convince you and predictably program you to think it's normal. Why? Because if you were to put pH drops, for example, a simple pH drop you can do, put it right in a beverage, you're going to see truly what these liquids are, whether they're acidic or alkaline, just a basic acid-alkaline balance. And a lot of us know that anything acid, anything acidic is not good for us. But then you tell them it's in their water and they think you're crazy or you think you're, you're scamming them on it. And really the scam is the water bottle itself. So I guess to put it all together and to answer your question, what is it that we're buying and we're being sold? Majority, and I'm not saying every single thing. I don't. I, I, I choose to stay away from absolutes on everything and all. Majority and a, a very big percentage of the beverages out today, one, the body doesn't know how to absorb or can't absorb them fully. They lack absorption, so we get bloated. We have water retention. We're peeing like a racehorse. Number two, they're full of oxidants. They're full of free radicals. They're full of inflammatory properties. They're full of oxidation and a, they age you. And we test that using a meter called an ORP meter that like, uh, measures uh, a liquid's potential to either donate or remove electrons, right? So anything positive is acid, is inflammation, it's oxidizing and aging you. Anything negative is the opposite. So 99.9% .9 of things on the market has a positive ORP and we've tested pretty much anything and everything um, out there. And then the last property is, like I said, with the pH drops is becoming aware of how many of these drinks, you know, when we talk about drinks, we talk about sugar and we talk about calories and we talk about added ingredients and dyes and you know, yellow nine and blue six. And, but the biggest thing is sugar, right? And we talk about sugar and we get that whole conversation. No one talks about the acid in these drinks. No one talks about the acid in these drinks. And the moment you start talking about it, you've got a lot of people who don't know what you're talking about. They're going to think it's pseudoscience. It's fake. It's not real. And that's a byproduct of the lack of education and awareness, which is what we are trying to do and what we are doing uh, with our Wake Water Co. movement and our Wake movement is to wake people up, is to help people wake up to this manipulation, this confusion, this miseducation, 
um, this misdirection of information itself, which is literally creating a billion dollar industry that is selling people bottles of acid full of oxidants stored in plastic that leaches in your system over time. And that's what they don't want you to wake up to. And there it is. <laughs> Love it. A lot, oh, a lot to absorb, I know, uh, right? But it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot in a nutshell, but it's very empowering when you yeah. learn this information. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, Chris, I love that you talk a lot about nutrition and left and right brain and how important it is to stay um, hydrated. Yeah. And, you know, something you said um, <laughs> that was kind of new to me is when we're dehydrated, we were easily manipulated. We, we're mm -hmm. not thinking. We're not in the present moment. And, you know, myself, I have become sober in the last two and a half years. Mm -hmm. I you know, let go coffee, which is like, whoa, how did that happen? And it just really happened naturally. Now, can can you pinpoint some some ways to start? Let's say people are like, okay, what are those foods? How do I stay more hydrated? You know, it, for those who are not yet drinking the water. Totally. Let's say, uh, yeah, just just few points of how to take care of your brain because that is what 85, 75% water yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What, what I like to, to help people with and maybe identify, I always give people the power to choose for themselves. I empower people to make conscious decisions, become aware of things in their life. And it truly helps because sometimes we do things because someone else told us. And I know a lot of things are on social media uh, with people that are telling you do this, eat this, do that, drink that. Um, just be mindful, be mindful and aware of those things. And to kind of answer your question, a, a, a great concept, actually, it's, I don't even say it's funny you just mention it because it's all connected and, and aligned. I did a random live this morning. I didn't post it and actually talked about the specific subject. And I talked about your, um, your water bank. And we talk a lot about our, our food bank, like, you know, what we're eating, what's in our pantry, the things we can add or remove. We talk about our financial bank, how much money we're making, our income, our expenses and taxes and all that stuff. Again, how many people talk about your water bank? And what I mean by that is identifying food, for example, in your life that you're consuming that lacks water like cooked food, meat, dairy, and eggs, um, anything that's been GMO'd or, or packaged, um, things that really take more energy to break down, perhaps, than actually give you energy. So what do I mean by that? If I have a cooked meal um, or like a piece of chicken, for example, my body is going to need to use water to break that down. In fact, a lot of water to break that down in our digestive system, assimilation of nutrients, um, if there's mucus as a byproduct, you're going to have mucus, uh, mucoid plaque. You're going to have all these things. And now the body has to give up water from its stores. So it's like me coming and taking a dollar from your bank account. Now, if I did that to you, Sammy, would you maybe bat an eye? You might not even notice, right? So mm -hmm. over time, what happens over time is you start realizing you're missing out on 500 bucks. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, where's the $1,000 in my savings? And that's our health bank. That's our water bank because we've put so many things in our body that is acidic, inflammatory, mucus forming, um, all of the, like these things that take water from us. And over time we pay it, I call it the health toll booth, whether it's with allergies, whether it's with the flu, whether it's with an autoimmune, whether it's with a chronic or an acute disease, 
back pain, stomach pain, sore muscles, um, you know, eye issues, brain health, anxiety. These are byproducts, in my opinion, um, of dehydration at the cellular level. And you've gotten to a point where your body's trying to let you know because everything the body goes through is a really a symptom, a dire call to let you know that something is off, right? Your body is out of homeostasis. Again, caffeine, for example, shoots your nervous system up into the sky. It cuts out your adenosine. I think the adenosine is the word, um, transmitters in your brain. It's going to dehydrate you. It's going to throw off, you know, cellular replication. It's going to put you in that fight or flight, which stresses you out, which constricts your blood veins, which then squeezes more water out of your system. Um, and then we're going to want more. So when you flip it, to food like fruits and vegetables, for example, fruit being the number one, you have now fruit that is full of water, like a cucumber, 95% or more water, 90% water. So now you're putting this in your system, fruits and vegetables, ideally maybe uncooked the better. And now you're filling up your tank, your water bank. Now you're having more water in your system, which can flush waste. Now you're having more water in your system that's going to help with cognitive function in your brain. Now you're going to have more water in your system that's going to help you build muscle because our muscles are 75% water. It's going to help you liquidate um, acidic metabolites. It's going to help you um, break down and, and pass fat out of your system and move the lymphatic system. So now your health toll, your health bank is improving because the foods that you're eating are full of water. So if you don't have access to the like this Congan water or maybe a natural spring or doing the best you can, how can you get access to organic, you know, clean produce at a farmer's market? And how, how can you get access to fresh fruit and vegetables? And then when you get those, how can you utilize those without maybe cooking them, frying them, you know, sauteing them? They're tasty. Trust me that, that, they're, that all things are very tasty to eat. I love food and just patience with identifying which foods are giving you water or taking water from you. So fruit, number one, uh, raw vegetables, amazing herbs are powerful. And the moment you cook them or they lose their water content, again, it's not a make or break. There's just tears to it. And I think the more raw, the more organic, the more pesticide free, um, the better you're going to be in terms of getting water back in your system, which will help you in the short and the long term. So definitely fruits for sure. Um, berries, melons, cucumbers. Those are some of my favorites that are full of water, full of structured water, enzymes, um, angstroms, uh, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals. It's the complete spectrum of nutrients um, found in fruit. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate and fan of it. Absolutely. Mm. I recently heard in one of your lives, you talked about uh, even buying fruits, you know, regular grocery markets. Yes. Those fruits are what? GMO, pesticides, not not really good. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, how how accurate are the, let's say, the Whole Foods or like the Trader Joe's, like the typical that people go to? And when it says organic, mm. how organic is it, do you think? Is it worth trusting that yeah great question so one thing that those that are listening to this you know find something in your neighborhood outside of those mainstream grocery stores i think the, the collective and a lot of people are waking up that these massive retail stores whether it's albertson's you know vons safeway walmart there's just when you have such mass production there might not be mass inspection of quality Right? It's all about scalability. So 
if you can identify farmers markets, if you can identify local growers or maybe a fruit stand or a neighbor, you know, I, I get everyone lives in different places in the world. So I always say make the best of what you have with where you're at today. And if you can identify that, that's a definitely a good start. Now, with your question on organic and how do we know and this or that, I actually learned, um, believe it or not, from this guy who I used to work out with. He worked for the USDA, which is the uh, kind of the agricultural um, branch of everything. And he was telling me some of the most mind bending stuff about produce and organic produce. Um, first of all, California provides about 70% of the world's produce. I had no idea. Uh, just it, it's wow. um, because of the near the near the equator, um, because of the fertile land and the soil, and it's also from the natural streams and rivers that come from our mountain range. So you have the perfect balance and the perfect blend. That's why you see some of the best vineyards are in California, um, because of all those factors. So here's what he said, and and again, quote, don't quote me on this because there's a lot of digging you can do with organic and inorganic. The only difference is. For most, most of the time is on these crop fields, wherever they're at in the world, what they do is they put these crop fields side by side, row by row, organic and inorganic. So you can go to a strawberry farm and every other row will be organic and every other row will be inorganic. Now, obviously organic, not using pesticides, for example. So they do this to meet standards, USDA standards. And then what happens is planes fly over the uh, planes fly over the uh, the grows and they still spray the pesticides so you're having pesticides being sprayed on both inorganic and organic rows but yet no one pays attention to it because on paper and under you know their legalities they are actually submitting it as we are an organic grower and we are inorganic. So that's what we read on the label. Well, if you go to the farm and you could see, you might see planes fly right over that very organic row. And yet they just have to meet company standards, which again is managed by, you know, the FDA or the USDA or all those government branches and they don't bat an eye and they don't bat an eye. So you can easily get organic produce. And what we do, we clean it off with a certain pH on our water machine and you could see the gunk come off because uh, pesticides are oil-based. If for those of you listening that do not know, they're oil-based. Why are they oil-based is because farmers, they spray these pesticides. And the reason they're oil-based because they don't want the pesticides to wash off when it rains. So now all of a sudden it rains, the pesticides are still in the produce and these rows are inorganic and organic. You get them boxed up and shipped to your local Whole Foods or Sprouts or a farmer's market or something. And yet we think we're getting something clean, which in reality, we do not know because pesticides are tasteless, they're odorless, and they're colorless until you expose them by getting a solvent or a solution to take them off. And once you see it happen, it's truly mind-bending. I mean, it's the most eye-opening thing ever. Um, so be mindful and aware if you're buying organic produce, do a little research on the company, do a little research on how you can clean your produce effectively, whether it's with the Kangen water, with it's like a, a, a baking soda scrub or a, a all-purpose cleaner. I don't know. I've only used the Kangen water my whole life when I became aware of this stuff. Um, so there are other modalities out there, but just use awareness and have discernment for the term organic itself. It's very, very confusing. And even the most organic things sometimes are the most dirtiest and we have no idea. So it's definitely good to know and good to be aware of.
I'm shaking my head on my face. I know. It's everything. It just seems like everything is designed just to get you and to get me. I know. I know. I, oh my, everything is against humanity Mm -hmm. and oh Mm -hmm. my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Well, I want to move into energy. Talk a lot about energy and what that is. And it's very fascinating how you, how you speak about it. And, um, so what is energy? Because we have an idea, like you talk about, you know, we think of energy of caffeine or, or calories mm-hmm. or, or maybe sleeping more. But spiritually and physically, mm-hmm. what is energy is everyone has a different energy and, and where does it come from? How do we manifest positive? How do we recognize the negative and how do we... Um, maintain mm-hmm. the beautiful energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, first thing I always like to bring awareness to is that all these things, the energy itself, if you pause like time and space in the moment and you zoomed out a little bit, energy is a word. So therefore, a lot of the things we talk about that are energy are in fact words and words have a vibration behind it. Uh, words create reality, words manifest things. So energy in itself can be many things. It can also be one thing. It just kind of depends where your awareness is in your life, where your awareness is about self, where your awareness is uh, potentially about the things around you. So for me, um, I like to zoom in a little bit more at the quantum level. And you mentioned it like the physical and spiritual. I like to kind of say maybe that the spiritual and the science kind of uh, being like what you're talking about quantum physics, you talk about um, chemistry, Newtonian laws of physics. Now we're heading to a quantum physics reality with quantum entanglement. And what is that bridge? You know, what is that bridge? If I were to get a cell or if I were to get Sammy and I micro and I put you in a microscope at the subcellular level, at the quantum level, the atomic level, what am I going to find? Right. We learn this stuff growing up, maybe some of us. Um, for me, I'm going to find protons, neutrons, and what's the last one? Do you know the last one, what I would find? What electrons. Electrons. Yeah. To me, at the quantum level, at the subatomic, molecular, all that, that, that level that none of us can see, but we can feel, and we mm-hmm. know it's there, and we're sensing it, frequency, energy, vibration, the things that Tesla talked about in his teachings. At the quantum level, you have electrons. And now if you realize what is the power of electrons, what do they do? Well, they turn your light bulbs on. They allow mother earth to give off free energy. It's floating around in the ether that you breathe in. So we're surrounded by electrons 24 seven. And remember in in the previous, what I was saying earlier about the water and the inflammation, remember the negative and positive ORP. Remember I talked about that, anything positive. Mm -hmm. So anything that's unhealthy for us in this planet is a proton. Not that protons are bad, it's just, it's the opposite of the electron, which is a negative charge. So for me, I like to look at protons as a positive charge, which they are, and that's the masculine. The electrons are the negative charge, that's the feminine, that's the healing aspect. So when you have a positive and a negative, you have a masculine and a feminine, this dance of positive, negative, masculine, feminine, um, yin, yang, what is within is without, that all those sayings, that dance itself, that to me is energy. And what happens is people get out of balance in their energy. They're out of homeostasis. They're more in the paras- or they're more in the sympathetic nervous system, which again, proton driven, uh, fire, uh, masculine at times, not to say those are bad, they're just imbalanced. And then we lack 
the negative side of things, the negative charge, the electrons, the rest and recover, the water, the parasympathetic. So people who are imbalanced at the cellular level and their homeostasis is imbalanced, they're going to look to more external forms of energy, which you're going to find caffeine, for example, as an easy, easy fix to cover up the imbalance of the masculine feminine within us, which is energy in itself. You're going to have stimulation. You're going to have dopamine. Those are things that people are looking to. Calories, eating six meals a day to get more energy, right? Caffeine drinks, energy drinks, um, more so like that. So now if we flip it, what's the opposite of those things? Well, something as simple as grounding, putting your feet on Mother Earth. When we put our feet on Mother Earth, we're now learning what do we receive? We receive electrons. When we take deep breaths from the ether, all the life force around us that gives us life, our breath, what are we taking in? We're taking in more electrons. When we're consuming fruits and vegetables, for example, and we haven't cooked them and they haven't lost their enzymatic charge, um, the bioenergetic properties, the phytonutrients, the chlorophyll, all those amazing things, what are we missing out on? We're missing out on electrons. So when our body and EMFs, Bluetooth, EMF, stress, all of those things are positive. Not in a positive way, they take from our electric bank account. Because I'm a true believer and a true advocate that energy is electromagnetic and it's an electric charge and the electromagnetism is what we manifest and create. And when our body is full of electrons from the water we drink, the food that we eat, the ground that we touch, the movement, because even you exercising and moving your body, you're going to create electrons. And for the scientific world in chemistry, for example, you can meet that aspect with what's called ATP and ADP and the Krebs cycle and the electron transport chain. Again, basic stuff. And that's how our cells work. Cellular health is so, so important. So when our cells lose their voltage, when they lose their electric charge, so to speak, and they start dropping in cellular voltage, you now start creating an environment for lower vibrational, proton-rich, parasites, mucus, inflammation, acid, um, entities, if you're talking about the spiritual world, to come on in because our batteries are low. And to me, when our batteries are low, our energy is low. And when our batteries are low, we're low on electrons, we're disconnected from earth, we're eating mucus-forming inflammatory food, we're consuming um, acidic bottled water or, or energy drinks or bottle or, uh, you know, like sparkling drinks, um, and things like that. We haven't touched earth. We haven't taken any deep breaths. And so I always talk about free energy. It's all around us all the time. And you can access it anytime, any place, anywhere by taking your shoes off or taking some deep breaths. Um, so energy can be expressed in many ways. For some, it's calories. For some, it's caffeine. For others, it's electrons. For others, it might be breath. For some, it might be water. Who's right and who's wrong? No such thing. I just think it's what people make it to be true and whatever works for them. And to me, I'm looking to listen and learn from someone who embodies it. You know, if you're if you're living, if you're having an energetic lifestyle where you're waking up at five and you're feeling good and you're not even needing anything like stimulation or caffeine or an afternoon pick me up. Um, I want to learn about that. I'm, I'm curious about learning from someone rather than learning from someone who's relying on coffee talking about energy because all they're doing is talking about coffee in itself. Um, so energy, is, it's such a vast, vast term and a vast word, like I said at the beginning, but there's so many pieces that come from behind it. And I truly think that electrons at the subatomic cellular level um, is what we're remembering and how 
energetic we can become when we harness this free energy all around us in itself. I love that you mentioned, you know, not needing that pick me mm-hmm. up. And it's such a bizarre new concept to me. I'm like, I wake up at 530. Yeah. That's my time every single morning. And I don't need to pick me up around two or three o'clock. I'm like, I'm still mm. going and I'm still going. And sometimes it's 11 p.m. I'm like, <laughs> I'm good, but I'm going to sleep. It's just, yeah. I love that. What a Yes, change. that's so good. Yeah. And you're harnessing a lot of the energy the sun's giving off, you know, the Schumann resonance, Mother Earth, the planets. I mean, the things are picking up, the vibration speeding up. And for those that are resistant to this new energy, it's going to be, it might be hard anxiety, um, body aches, um, integration, integrating these, you know, the the DNA upgrades or whatever you want to call them. But for those that are surrendering like you have and are are changing habits, letting go of things that no longer serve you, you're realizing that there's so much free energy you can tap into all around you. Even the thoughts you have, if they're negative or low vibrational, they're going to take energy from you. They're uplifting and empowering and exciting. And the more you share them, whether it's on lives or on podcasts like you're doing or on your stories, you're putting energy out there that can be received and you're helping other people just by your words. So really cool that you had that awareness. And that's that's awesome that you're able to really start building up your energy because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So good. Yeah. Uh, man, and I'm just so happy that seeing this this awakening this like you say there's new light there's new frequencies just like striking us every every day and uh, for those people who maybe don't really care about it or not interested Mm -hmm. that's cool but to me it's so much joy because i know i'm Mm -hmm. not alone like if this is happening to me and for me i know there's millions that are feeling just Mm. as i am just freaking excited for every day (laughs) to unfold uh as it comes Mm -hmm. and Really, you know, even listening to you and reading what you write and listening to what you speak, Chris, my brain like <laughs> smiles. It's just like just soaking that stuff in. I want to say that mm-hmm, shit in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, I because I'm ready. Yes. Like you told me about this stuff five years ago. Oh my god, <laughs> that guy, he needs to go to a mental institution. What the hell mm-hmm. is he talking about? But today it makes sense. So I know it's like, I know I have life. I'm mm. not alone. And I stay as close as possible to the like-minded people and really indulge into these um, information, these, these sources like yourself mm. to to affirm that I am yes. on the right track. This is That's a it. Thing. That's it. You said it best right there. Yeah. Reminding yeah. people and giving them that biofeedback, what they see in someone else, it's most likely in them giving people their power back to make decisions, not because someone told you to, because you choose to. And that right there is when you call in a whole new wave of just, just being open-minded. Sometimes, like you said, years ago, you wouldn't have received this. We maybe would not even found my page or we wouldn't have connected because in that reality, you're in a whole different dimension. We're like multidimensional beings. You're in another dimension, which is not good or bad, right or wrong. It was where you are at in that time and space in your life and now you're in a new space and when you're in a new space and you open your mind to it things come in because you're ready for it and you said it best you called it in like i'm ready to receive this stuff and that's what i know people are waking up to and it's happening in troves and troves every single day during this great awakening so really good way you just put that i love the way you spoke that really good it is indeed the great mm-hmm. awakening i have this map of the great <laughs> yes. awakening and i don't even know how long has it how long it has been mm-hmm. out there, but I found it last year, 2020. And I just love staring at those <laughs> words, just like the whole like 
crazy looking, you know, piece of paper and everything is happening. I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is no joke. This is happening. That ninth freaking dimension is on the top. And I'm like, we're going to get there. This is, yes. this is for real. It's so it. beautiful. I love it. Um, so I also want to dive into the freaking word, the magical word, the word magic. And, you know, you said, started talking about energy, saying mm-hmm. energy is a word. And oh my gosh, even today, Chris, I was typing an email at work and I was used, I was about mm. to use the word understand and I stopped typing I'm like <laughs> understand. I'm like, I want to say understand because of you. And I'm like, I wonder if my colleague is going to understand what I'm saying. Anyways, I, I just wrote understand. But you know, moments like this, the consciousness and I have just tapped, yes. uh, uh, scratched the surface um, and it's already so powerful. Talk about the the word magic what how did you come across it yeah word magic is is uh well when we're born you know they say the beginning in the beginning was the word that that was in the biblical scriptures um the word creates things the word is everything because it literally has the ability to create businesses you can create cities you can create you create anything out of the word you speak and people are looking for things outside of them out of their control to try to build something in their life or try to help them in their life. And yet the number one tool, they call it like you're able to like change nations with the stroke of a pen, not a sword, not a bullet of a gun, the stroke of a pen, because the words that you write and the words you speak create your reality more so than you think. Because when you speak these words, those outside things start coming to your reality because you called them in, you know, you called them in. So being aware of your words and that words hold power, words hold magic. Um, for most people who aren't aware, average for males per day, we speak about seven to 10,000 words per day. Think about that. Seven to 10,000, thousand words, not just per month, per year, per day. You times that by a week, you're speaking hundreds of thousands of words. Now for women, they've been shown anywhere from 10 to 20,000. So almost twice as much women are speaking more words. And so my question for people is of all those words, if I asked you right now, Sammy, in 10,000 words you've spoken today, how many of those words are empowering, uplifting, inspiring, action forming, progressive moving and in the present moment? And I ask people that and they're like, I, I, I have, I have no idea. I can't even keep track. And then I'm not saying keep track of every single word. I know that's that's very, very far-fetched and a, a lofty, but now you just became aware of something. And we become aware of the words we speak. We realize we've been saying, some of us have been saying the same words ever since we were seven years old because we were programmed, right? We were programmed all of a sudden, why is it such a milestone when children start speaking their first word? And now you have the education system, which is very left-brain dominant in a way where it's teaching you linear constructs Um, that is really keeping you limited in your vocabulary. And a lot of our contracts, a lot of our laws, a lot of our regularities, you know, things in politics, the way banking is done, a lot of it is done outside of the present moment. And it keeps people away from the present moment. That's what I call like quantum grammar and quantum uh, quantum syntax. And that's kind of, a, a again, a new niche that I'm diving into with a lot of the words we speak actually are put in the past or future tense and not in the present tense. So when you're in the past or present tense and the words you're speaking, 
it's harder to manifest things because you're living in an alternate reality or you're stuck in a future timeline that you haven't fully integrated into the now space. So when our words, for example, like you said, understand or understand, the subconscious mind is standing now under something. I'm understanding you. And that's why when you go to court and you go to a courthouse, um, the judge asks, the first thing the judge asks you is what? Do you understand me? And everyone goes, yes, judge, I do. You just submitted your surrender to the court system. And people have no idea. They have no idea. Now, I haven't experienced it myself being in court and asking that question. I've seen it. I've researched it from others. And it, again, it stems back to our birth certificate when we're born. All the words that are used, our, our birth certificate, our social security number, um, the admiralty law of water. Again, more water terms, right? There's so many things that our words distort us. And another example is, is using words like try and maybe and kind of and uh, uh, attempt. Those words are worthless, I call them they're worthless, not wordless. They're worthless because the subconscious mind doesn't know what they are. They're babble. It's, it's, it's a babble virus. I talk about this a lot too. It's, it's very interesting. We we're so interested and we're so, um, you know, I, I don't want to say programmed or conditioned, um, but we're so excited about reading about Bible verses, right? We were, so, it's, it's powering for so many people. The thing is that has been distorted for quite some time. And all you have to do is change one word and you can change a whole story that's been passed down for 2000 years. So you have something called the Babel virus, which I believe what we went through in 2020, to some it's a virus, like a physical virus. To me, it's literally a mental virus. It is a word virus. It's the Babel virus. It's where mainstream media, it's where politicians, social media, Twitter, memes, blogs, audiobooks, podcasts. What is this all? What, how is this all connected? Not well. How, how it's the words, it's all words. And so words can literally become a viral infection in people's minds. And so when you start becoming aware of those words and the word, we're aware of the words that you speak every single day, externally and internally in your life, that right there for the first time is you realizing how much of control you have in your life, not something outside of you because no one speaks 10,000 words for you unless you let them. And that's why I say, hey, don't, no, no, don't speak for my, don't speak for me. I'll speak for myself. Or we say it's none of your business and things like that. It's because we lost this awareness of how powerful our words are. And that's why you can get on a podcast. You can get on an IG live. You can get on a seminar. You can listen to Tony Robbins and your life can change. Not because of the podcast, the webinar, or the person. It's because of the words you heard. And when you heard those words, it connected a dot, it painted a picture, and it brought you more into the right brain which is where magic truly happens. Um, so that, like I said, I could kind of flow about this for hours about the word in itself. Um, just know that words are powerful. Words are magical. They create things. They can tear you down. They can build you up. They can move nations and they can also keep people um, as slaves into their own mental mind. Um, so very, very powerful. Two books, Conscious Language and Word Magic um, are two books I highly, highly recommend. And I've read them both multiple times and it's just, it's changed my life not even for the better, but just for me to remember what words truly can do. And in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And that's all it's connected to. So really, really powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. So good. I <laughs> screenshot all the books you, you show on your page. I'm like, there you I'm going to eat them one by one soon. Um, <laughs> Chris, I 
you know, mm -hmm. when you talked about the word death and the whole manipulation mind control about the word death and how much fear people have around it because of what is put into our brains, that was just kind of like moment for me. And I was like, duh, shit, this is so deep. And, you know, it, it will bring us to a little bit, maybe um, what's going on today in the world with the, with the COVID situation. Can you, can you dive a little bit into the fear around the death? Because really death is one of the most mm -hmm. extraordinary events in our human existence. And it's just, yeah, to be like absolutely. The worst the worst. I, I think associated, I always look at the emotion tied to a word. So when you say death, like, how does that make you feel emotionally? Like, what does that trigger? What image does it paint in your mind? How does it make your body feel? Do you get a little fearful? And a lot of times what I've noticed, and, and this is from experience, because this is what I used to feel as well, um, is the fear of unknown. It's the fear of resentment. It's the fear of missing out. It's the fear of second guessing yourself. It's the fear of uncertainty. It's the fear of, am I next? It's the, it's just a lot of fears stem from the word death. Cause when you say the word death, you know, you, you, your body feels in a, in a weird way, almost to some people, you, you see gravestones, you say, or tombstones, you see skeletons, you see, um, sadness, you see funerals and you see such a program society where death is the end of something. And it's the saddest time and your life is never going to be the same. And that again, all I, everything I just said, it's words and words program you to feel a certain way. So for me, obviously losing my father um, just about three months ago and seeing him go through the things he did the last couple of years in the Western medicine healthcare system and while waking up at the same time as seeing your father almost wither away just right in front of you with, with 12,000 medications, chemotherapy and doing as much as I can to help him. I literally stared death in the face for years and I could see it just kind of taking over him as much as we were trying to do to, to get him back on track. It was very hard and it was very traumatic and very depressing and very overwhelming to see someone as close as, you know, like my father who had my, my best friend my whole life just to, to leave me. And it showed me so much where something ends and another thing begins. And since his passing, life has been completely different for me, as it would, I'm sure, with, with everyone else when they lose a loved one, especially a family or a, a close one, like a mother and a father. And what opened my mind up and my heart up was, yes, I talk about different dimensions um, in terms of processing death in itself. The physical, yes, he's not here physically. His body um, is not here at the moment. It's now been cremated or for some buried or ashes to set to sea. That's the physical. You have the emotional, the memories and the mental is the memories. Those are still here. And those sometimes are what people fear of because now that's where resent creeps in. That's where um, uncertainty, like I mentioned earlier, creeps in. And that's scary for people. And because it can lead to anxiety, depression, you know, suicidal thoughts, instability, um, frustration, anger, um, outbreaks, violence, because this emotional and mental aspect of the loss has not been addressed or healed. And that might stem from inner child wounds from a long time. We're time travelers in a way. And then you have the spiritual side. And the spiritual side is where, because I was able to open myself up to spirituality and things outside of the box and what we've thought to believe to be true and that there's more to life than just, you know, the whole, the whole program that it's in, spirituality in 
understanding energy, like we just discussed, understanding what it is physically, not only on the physical level, but our soul, energy, light, um, quantum physics, the law of thermodynamics, where your energy is transferred from one thing to another, that keeps my heart smiling and knowing that he's always here. And those are the reminders I choose to remind myself of daily when I'm really down. I let myself feel, I let myself cry, I let myself purge, I let myself say again, get angry. Why? Why did this happen? I let myself feel those things. Um, I've suppressed them for quite some time. And as I move through that, the clarity comes. I call it like the, the, the sun after the storm, so to speak. So death is like a storm, the end of the world for people. And then on the other side of it, beyond the veil, whatever words you want to use to describe it and paint a picture for yourself is where peace lies. It's where um, knowing lies. It's where consciousness lies. It's where harmony and it's where all these amazing words that have a byproduct in our body of a chemical reaction to create a feeling in an emotional state. That's beautiful in itself. And how would I know all this stuff? I wouldn't know if it wasn't for death. Death can be our greatest teacher. It's just dependent on is that where you end or is that where you begin? And now those that have passed away for my father, one part of life ended and another began his soul traveling into another dimension, another plane, whatever you choose to believe to be true. For me, I died with my father, my old ways of living, my ego, my all these things, what I thought to be true. And I was reborn again. And that's what they, they, they talk about in the Bible, death and rebirth. I talk about the Phoenix rising. We're dying as a collective. We're coming out of the ashes. We're literally dying as a collective, not physically, maybe some, maybe some not, but our structure, our programs, society, um, the way we perceive to be true, the way we look at information, our old constructs, stereotypes, illusion and separation, those are all dying right now. We're going through a death. We're going through a complete death in society. Um, and now it's up to us to choose, do we want to come out better from it? Hence my, my brand that I always talk about. Do we want to rise from the ashes? Do we want to learn from the things that death showed us? Or do we want to just keep going down that path of fear and depression and darkness? Because that's the program that we've been designed to follow. And now we're waking up to this program, realizing, wait a minute, there is more than what meets the eye. There's feeling behind it. There's energetics behind it. There's emotions behind it and there's spirit behind it. And when you can embrace that and tap into that, death becomes the greatest teacher that I've ever seen ever. Um, if someone asked me my whole life, Hey, the best way you're going to learn in life is when your dad dies, when you're 20, when you're 31, is that cool? You ask me that a thousand times. I say, no, a thousand times you ask me that now. I don't want my dad to die. I want my dad here always zoom out, detach the things that I've learned. I take it as a blessing and I'm truly thankful for everything he did and has done and what people have done in their life to leave that seed of awareness. And I'm truly grateful to know that my father is here always just not physically. And this whole experience has allowed me to learn something that very few um, want to call in and choose to. And I don't blame them because it's very difficult. But to wrap it all up, death is a powerful tool. It's a powerful teacher. It just depends how you look at it, where you're at in your life, and the things that you've gone through in your life, and how you can make the choice to turn it into a positive and turn it into light and not just get stuck in the darkness and in the word death itself. So, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Beautiful. Love how you said, you know, um, 
your your father's death was um also mm-hmm. your your old self death and um mm-hmm. and a and a and a reborn new you yeah. has evolved um this is beautiful i i definitely can mm-hmm. relate to little parts of me dying every single day and it's just beautiful yes. to watch how i choose to let it go it's like oh man love, look at that it. feeling look at that thought it's just like mm-hmm. there okay hi uh, I'm just gonna look mm-hmm. at you, feel you fully, and then boom, gone. And nice, I mean, it might come back, but uh, it's just like being with that, like being in that crappiness. And I know now not to disturb myself, not to Beautiful. try to run away from it, not to numb it, but just like feel it in my bones, in my body, in my, you know, with my spirit, you know, and just let it pass. Everything has to come up it. for it to, you know, to pass. That's it. Down. It's a very new concept. I love you said, it. Yeah, you beautiful, talk a lot about beautiful, this. beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, amazing. Um, you know, you said um, we're dying as a as a collective, mm-hmm. and um, I really, I really hear you there. Now, some may not really understand mm-hmm. what what the hell are you guys talking about? I mean, mm-hmm. we're 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 going forward. You know, whatever is going on in the world is gonna is gonna be over and everything is going to be okay you know trump is gone and, and some people are gone and the, the, what do you what do you say mm-hmm. what do you mean when you say we're dying as a collective and we're gonna come out better what will that yeah absolutely like I, I think it's always know? good to focus on yeah where we are headed without getting too far caught up in the future obviously the present moment is all that we have and we're we're building a call it a now earth just now and i think everything that we are dying again when we say the collective because there's we have the collective consciousness we have the then if if those watching or listening doesn't know what that is look up the hundredth monkey effect it's a great way to break it down for someone who maybe is just awakening these concepts um, because it really breaks down how our ability and our mind can have more influence and our heart can have more influence on anything else sometimes than by just being completely in silence alone by ourselves. and it just doesn't make sense like how do you impact how do you how do, how do you influence anybody if you're locked in a closet all by yourself? It's because we're based, we're, we're basing our reaction on our ability to see. And so when we only see 1% of the spectrum that's all around us, we don't truly see the quantum entanglement that we're in. We don't really see the whole uh, quantum world that is connected to all of us, you know, as a collective consciousness. So when you have thousands of people that maybe have woken years ago, decades, centuries ago, you're now adding that number every single day. I, I call it the, the waves of awakening. It's not all at once. We all want it to happen overnight. We're, we're addicted to the dopamine and, and quick fixes and quick switches, and we want it now. And that's just the human, you know, monkey monkey brain mind that wants it now and wants it here. And why not now? And why not now? You're going through waves of awakening, and each wave is a new wave of people awakening to the very things that have been kept from us our whole life. It's it's plain and simple. Just just look outside, look at mainstream media, look at the pharmaceutical world, look at our banking systems, look at the education, our healthcare, our politics. I'm sure you can ask a lot of people today, and do you agree and believe in everything? A lot of people might say no. And why? Because something in them is dying. Their old thought process dying. Their old ways that they believe to be life true. And some people can't even explain it. A lot of people I've talked to, they'll be like, I don't know why. I just think mainstream media is lying. I have no idea why. It just doesn't make sense. That right there is a concept dying within them that they're now breaking through to come out better from. 
So as much as we don't want to face challenges and we don't want to go through dark nights of the soul, as much as we don't want to be locked down or be faced with a pandemic, remember, just like the word death, there's something else there that is being covered for us. And so when you have these constructs dying, when you have these belief systems and these um, these false lies and these realities and this, this veil, all of these things, whether it's about nutrition, like we talked about earlier in this flow about water, like I didn't, I didn't know any of that existed. My whole thought about water died like that, that concept no longer exists because I thought Gatorade was the best drink for athletes. But in reality, it's one of the worst things on the planet to consume. So that concept is dying for people. And it's, again, it's not the whole world. It's waves of it. It's waves of people that are collectively dying with inside, you know, not physical, but more mental, emotional, maybe even or old spiritual practice. And when they do that, when you do this, when I do this, when your neighbor does this, it impacts others who haven't done it yet. And all of a sudden people feel a little bit anxious next to each other on the bus stop. Now all of a sudden people feel a little bit like they're getting triggered sitting next to Sammy at a park bench and you don't even say a word. It's because your aura, your energy, your quantum entanglement, our connection that we're pretty much 99.9% .9 alike at the DNA level um, is influencing other people. And when you take your power back and when you start making conscious decisions and when you start taking lifestyle actions that are for a higher purpose and a greater good, you are helping others do the same. And I love this quote that I that it just came to me was you you can't you can believe in somebody and you can't believe for somebody. So what happens is we're believing in others. We just can't believe for them. But we believe in others. We allow them space to let go of those things and allow death to happen in their mindset, allow death of their habits and lifestyle to happen in order for them to now remember who they are, come out better from that death into the present moment. And remember, there's only now. And that's where I feel we're head. We're not, it's not like we're going anywhere. We're just returning back to origin. We're returning back to now. We're returning back to where we're conscious, we're aware, we're in balance. There's free energy. There's no more uh, crimes and there's no more poverty and disease and rich and poor and racism and, um, you know, wars and third world countries and monopolies and central banks, all of this stuff is based out of the now, outside of the now moment. And when you're back into the now space, you now have this recipe that can help people literally come out of their shadows and their darkness and their death a lot better just coming back to the now. And I think the collective is going through that right now. As much as we don't want lockdowns and masks and vaccines and all this stuff, it's out of our control to an extent outside of what we can control, because this is a bigger picture, a divine awakening, a, a spiritual awakening, a psychological awakening, a physical, mental, emotional awakening, because we've been asleep for quite some time. And sometimes sleep for some is associated with death in itself. Right? Sometimes we pass in our sleep. So we get scared of going to bed when we're older and fear of not waking up. So the collective is dying, going through all those collective deaths, and together we're creating this whole now earth that so many talk about and all of it is coming back together in the present moment. And I think that's a good place to, to kind of leave it at that, so to speak. 
I love the concept of we're returning, we're coming back. It's like I feel this. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to return to the roots, like almost to the ancestral. <laughs> like all I want to do is sit around a fire with a group of people and talk to four yes. in the morning about everything that actually yes. matters about us, so who good. we are, where we're go. going. There you go. Like, oh. mm-hmm. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. One of the last two questions, Chris. Um, I mean, we we already talked for an hour and things are just flowing through you. I love it. And I want to ask, mm-hmm. what is what are your sources? Because um, mm-hmm. I, I believe we're all teachers and also we're students. So who are your teachers? Uh, I know you read a lot, but also what does your every day mm-hmm. look like? What are your ritual or routines? How do you maintain your physicality? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, gosh, there's health. so many people that I've like absorbed little nuggets from. I think if I were to name every single person, it'd be quite a long list to get everybody on here. Um, I would definitely say one of the, the top, if not the top is my partner, believe it or not, is Jilly, my, my partner, uh, Water Priestess on Instagram. Um, aside from my mother, my father, and my sister, She's the closest person to me in my life because she's known me for about 12 years and she's been in my life for the last 12 years. And I've been able to literally break down so many things and she's been able to hold so much space. If we wrote a book together, it'd be probably about 2000 pages. And she, it's really interesting. Long story short, her whole design, her energy, her human design, her astrology, her brain, the way she talks, what she believes in, what she flows, what she connects in a weird way, it's the direct opposite of me. And you think of the whole term opposites attract. It's very much so like we've experienced that. And when we come together, we make this like, um, I don't even know what you call it, a portal, I guess, uh, a space where both of our energies come together. And if you were a fly on the wall for some of our conversations that we've recorded, we've got thousands of recordings over the over the years. Um, I, I wouldn't even... It's hard to even put words to what she's been able to teach me. So definitely my partner, Jilly, has been a huge, huge pillar in my growth. Um, my my father, a huge pillar by experience, by seeing him go through what he did and how he handled it. That was another huge teacher in life. And he was, he's been my rock. Same with my mother, my mother, my father, um, my sister, non-spiritual things, but just like a reflection and keeping me grounded in this, in this 3D reality at times. She's been a huge help. And then... Gosh, I guess so many names. I mean, if you really look outside, I haven't met Joe Dispenza. Um, he's been a huge influence. Um, I also, uh, Bruce Lipton, anyone quantum physics wise. Um, gosh, so many books. Masuda Emoto with water. And that's been a huge. Um, then you talk about business, Robert Kiyosaki, talking about taking your power back and rich dad, poor dad. Tons of books, um, human design. I have a human design coach. Her name is Victoria. She goes by a line by design on Instagram. Human design has been a huge thing that's helped me a lot. So I'm probably missing a lot of people <laughs> easily, but there's a lot of people. But then at the end of the day, it's kind of breadcrumbs from each person. And then I put the recipe together and then baked it in my own oven with my intuition, with my connection to source. So that's kind of to answer that question. And then you mentioned like lifestyle well, I would definitely say morning or rise, <clears throat> excuse me, rising, stay away from the word morning, no need to mourn. Uh, rising routine is so important. Knowing that 
when you wake up, your brain is in a certain frequency. Um, we're usually in a delta state. So when we wake up, we're in a theta state. It's kind of like the in-between of being awake and asleep. And a lot of that space is where you can do a lot of manifestation happening. So I choose to wake up a little bit earlier than most, anywhere from 5 to 5.30, sometimes 4.45. The reason being, not by alarm, just by pure consciousness and choice, is because the, co the collective is very um, empty at the moment because everyone's sleeping. So there's less chatter. There's less ideas floating around. There's less information you can pick up on, especially if you're sensitive. So the morning or the rising routine is definitely a huge uh, proponent of my life. Hydrating, affirmations. I, I love reading in the morning um, or the rising. I'm going to get that word down. Then the rising. Um, fitness is important. Always moving my body, whether it's <laughs> yoga, resistance training is so key. I lately in the last year and a half or so, I have been practicing fasting. I don't normally eat until the late afternoon. If I do eat anything in the morning, it's juice. It's, um, it is berries, it's teas, um, in the afternoon around noontime, it'll be like a green shake, chlorophyll smoothies, uh, a raw salad. And then my cooked meals are in the evening. If I do choose to eat, sometimes I'll fast, um, for a day. My partner does fasting a lot. I noticed that helps me tremendously with, um, connection and as well, food also is a great tool for grounding, especially living food that you can help stay grounded in. Movement is important. Um, affirmations, journaling is another thing I do on and off. That definitely helps. Um, coaching and mentoring people, teaching, speaking, instead of keeping it inside of me, definitely helps with getting information out for the others to see. Uh, keeping my body in line with the parasympathetic nervous system instead of getting caught in the sympathetic nervous system. So breath work, grounding, um, yoga, kundalini, yeah. What else do you have? Cold showers, cold plunges. Um, I have a couple other little tools like a pure wave or a Healy for frequency healing. Obviously, the water that we drink. Um, big fan of CBD, THC, plant medicine, uh, psilocybin, all types of mushrooms. Those all help. There's so many things, like I said, to pinpoint one thing, but I definitely to pinpoint one thing, definitely conscious breathing, hydration, and movement getting move, energy moving in your body, hydrating at the cellular level, and then taking conscious deep breaths. And those can really cover any gaps in work, in diet, in stress, in EMF pollution or disconnectedness or anxiety. A lot of those things that many people experience can be covered with breath, water, um, and, uh, and movement in itself. So I think those are some key pillars that I definitely look to uh, embody and choose to embody as often as much as I can without beating myself up if I miss a day or skip a morning or rising routine, so to speak, because just pick up the next day, pick up the next moment and make the next best decision in the next best moment. And that's definitely a, a definitely a great piece and reminder for a lot of people as well. Uh, quick random questions. Name three books. Three books I can see from where, see I'm from where you're sitting uh, right now. First one, Words to Live By. Uh -huh. Miracle Detox source book. And what is that one? What does that say? Conscious language. <laughs> Mostly words, words and health. <laughs> mm. I love it. Okay, Chris. And lastly, um, where mm -hmm. can people learn more about the water? Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. Anything uh, else you my handle is at come out better, all one word, C O M E. O-U-T-B-E-T-T-E-R, at Come Out Better. 
Our movement is at Wake Water Co. So W-A-K-E-W-A-T-E-R-C-O. Uh, you can also go to wakewaterco.com and wakemovement.co. We have two sites uh, for two different purposes, both water-based, but one is uh, the water itself. And then the second uh, website, wakemovement.co, is our opportunity, our community, and our business. Um, soon to be, I'll have comeoutbetter.com as well as a Cobcast, the podcast about coming out better. So stay tuned on the lookout for that. And um, I am on Facebook, not as active. Um, you can just look up Chris O'Brien, should be able to find me. And then not too active on Twitter. And I have a Telegram channel as well. So the Telegram channel is where I drop a lot of uh, true stuff that usually would get censored, so to speak. You guys, I'm sure, can fill in the blank for those listening. And you guys can find that in my uh, bio, in my link in my bio for that Telegram chat as well. So those are kind of the resources uh, where you can find me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess the, la- the, the last thing, the last note, just to mm. keep it I super simple. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would say meet yourself where you're at. Know wherever you're at today is the best place you're supposed to be. You're exactly where you need to be. Everything in your life has been to teach you and empower you and to help you remember who you are. Everywhere you're going is in your hands. The best is still unwritten. And you have the ability to create it with the pen in your hand and the words you speak. And trust your intuition. Remember how powerful you are. Use discernment with new information, which is take what resonates and maybe let go or question that what doesn't. Be mindful and aware of cognitive dissonance, which challenges your core beliefs. Know that you're multidimensional and you're an electromagnetic being with masculine and feminine energy within you. And know that the world we live in today has been flipped upside down and you chose to be here to flip it right side up. And that the best is yet to come. And whatever you go through in life, someone out there is manifesting you to share it with them. And then together, collectively, we can create this now earth that we've been all dreaming about and seeing for many, many lifetimes. And so it is. And there you go. Aho. Yes. Right on. Aho. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. This was a... Yeah. Best part of my day. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your, your wisdom, yes. your heart. Um, I'm sure we will be Beautiful. connecting. I, I can't wait to see what else you have uh, planned and very excited. Yes, absolutely. For, for Thank you, Sammy. Likewise, back to you and, and what the channel you've created and the platform you're, you're establishing and you're helping a lot of people and you're, you're taking those little action steps to, to truly come out better in each part of your day and being able to share that uh, with the world is, is truly a gift that keeps on giving. So it's been my pleasure. Thank you for the flows, amazing questions and confirmations. And I always say I learned something on this podcast and we're both speaking. So I learned a lot from you just in your presence and your voice alone. So we're uh, sending that right back to you and in, in full recognition and, uh, and receptivity. So thank you very much. And I look forward to uh, connecting more and everybody else listening. Thank you as well. Beautiful. All righty. God bless. Sounds good. Thank you, Sammy. Okay, God bless. Talk to you in the near future. Hi, it's me again. I have a question for you. Would you like to be on my podcast? Do you or someone you know have a story to tell? Would you like to share your journey with me and inspire others to speak theirs? If so, feel free to contact me through my Instagram and Facebook accounts. You can find me by my name, Sammy Barks, like the doggy. Woof!